0: the theme for the uh, afternoon talk is happiness and the i concept i as in self as in ego <coughs> i recall uh, quite a few years ago when i was a young guy on the road um, traveling through uh, southern thailand my About 24, 25 years of age, and stopping off at a monastery of Ajahn Buddhadasa. And he had lived in total in this forest for some 60 years plus. And in a very early uh, meeting with him, he uh, uh, said to me anybody who changes their religion does so because they haven't understood their own. and Some of us might think we understood our own that's why we're changing it but anyway. (laughs) And, um, And then he said if you really want to understand what all religions have in common here is the sentence. And he got a young novice to bring down a copy of uh, the Bible he opened up a page of uh, Genesis the opening uh, chapter in the Bible in the Torah in the Jewish tradition and it says there in God's conversation with uh, Adam and Eve thou shalt not bite of the fruit of the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, thou shalt not bite of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he said, as Aja then said, "If you understand this, you've understand you, you understand all religion." <laughs> and that went completely uh, over my head into outer space. Uh, And then with the passage of time it kind of slowly dawned uh, some aspects of the meaning of this and it has a relationship to what I want to talk to you about. There is the human engagement and the human endeavour and in its expression and manifestation there is the sense of the I the sense of me, of the self arising and there is an engagement with life this engagement with life shows itself in terms of expressions of the mind it shows itself in speech it shows itself in action and it shows itself very specifically of course in the fruit of action and in the movement of our life from one day to the next our intentions and our movements lead to certain fruits there unfortunately just to go back a step for a moment in the renaissance period uh, 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 the, the artists bless them, not totally but bless them um, decided that the fruit was the apple it ended up as a complete distraction from the meaning of what the, this, this, this powerful liberating and enlightening statement is. And so here we are engaged of the self with its accumulation of experiences, knowledge, interest and intentions and out of this you and I do something. We might say to ourselves or to others, this is for the good and we want the best outcome from it. There, And much of our well-being and our experience of life is dependent on the fruit or the result or the outcome of what we do. Think about it. What we are engaged in and what we do, what the outcome for it is and has become extremely important. Between the choice, the scientific view of the Big Bang Theory and the insight which is offered in Genesis, frankly I'll take the biblical version gives me more insight than the Big Bang and that statement thou shalt not bite of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil good and bad right and wrong and how frequently in life the self arises we do something it may work out very well for us we say to ourselves, that was a really good thing I did. I'm so glad, it was such a good thing to do. I'm so glad I, I advised this person to do this really good thing and they had the knowledge and they could follow it through and I'm really pleased and now they like me or whatever. Or, I did this. It was a disaster. I should never have married him. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. I should oh, not felt, but anyway, um, I should never have got this job. I should never have moved house. I should not have done this, should not have done that. And one has then bitten of the fruit of that which one now views was not a good thing to have done. And our life can become an imprisonment to doing with much dependency on the outcome the result and of that result it f- comes back with judgment on ourselves anyone who has a low opinion of themselves or a high opinion of themselves there has a dependency on results Every time, you can't think of a situation where this self, boosting ourselves up or putting ourselves down, it, it with regularly, frequently, I'm tempted to say a hundred percent, but I'll make it. I'll be flexible. Ninety-nine point five percent is re- around how we interpret. A fruit, a consequence, a result, an outcome. What a way to live. And part of the reason that it's a mad way to live, completely mad actually, way to live is the outcome and the fruit or the consequence, the imagination, which is the conceit of the mind, imagine somehow or other because I do this, whatever it is in life and because I've worked so hard at this and put so much effort in it should work out but the fruit of things isn't dependent upon the self how could it be? if it was dependent upon ourselves, everything we did would work out as we say in English, swimmingly well. It doesn't. We drown. (laughs) Stretching the metaphor, but you get the point. So, yet, is it in life that we are going to stop engagement? Of course we're not. We're human beings. We are creatures of action. We are engaged in doing But it requires from us a clarity and a wisdom to really realise, deeply realise, the outcome is not in my hands. And every time there is a disappointment, that's the confirmation. Every time it doesn't work out, that is the proof. Every time one doesn't finish something, that is a statement. So every time in the circumstances of life the self does not get what it the self does not get what it wants there, it's a confirmation the self has little or no power. If you get that clear, you've understood all religion. It's liberation already. Just by dwelling on this morning, noon, and night until it's really understood fruits, consequences, and outcome are not in your hands and not in my hands. If it was, we'd always have a happy outcome. <laughs> that's living in Lulu land. So then sometimes, when the understanding, begins to come a little clearer to us, actually it's a relief. This is just something great to know. That I don't have to spend my life trying to prove I'm okay by getting what I want. I don't have to spend my life running after this, that and the other to keep confirming I am okay. And therefore if I take the emphasis off the outcome, off the consequence, perhaps I can re- have a, a new, fresh and truly different relationship to life. Through this change, through this more waking up you might say <coughs> in this movement of the eye it, it's a it's not phenomena this 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 eye firstly we don't seem to be able to find it very well and and then we use the language uh, quite a lot of um, I am looking at myself it's this kind of language I am meditating on myself I am inquiring into myself and it's a slightly to use that psychiatric term schizophrenic view who is this I who is looking at myself and then who is the eye who is looking at the eye who is looking at the etc so here is this phenomena in life and the sense the feeling the concept of I seems to be the agent appears to be the most important thing in one's life uh, there and so much interest and focus around the self and sometimes when there isn't there is a consequence if in our daily life I hear these stories regularly enough and I'm sure you do as well some people are so devoted to the service of others the doctors and the psychiatrists and the therapists and the social workers and the single mums and the families and, and the, the teachers and countless other people in, in the workplace and the public and private sector there doing remarkable and beautiful and precious work for others the thought, the feeling, the view, the action is for the other whoever she or he may be But leaning so far forward, so to speak, in one direction, is a movement away from the inner life. And in that movement away from that forgetfulness of so-called the self, oh, there will be a price to pay people who move away from themselves in the service of others and neglect themselves heading for a crash stress burnout a breakdown can't work helplessness despair suicidal heart attack death not the best picture is it? all in the name of doing good for others. All in the name of doing good for others. Thou shalt not bite of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right and wrong. So somehow a human being, in the enormous challenge that we have, is to embrace the inner but not at the expense of the outer and to embrace the outer the world around us not at the expense of the inner those who are t- too much on the inner will get out of touch with the outer and now we and we have a culture of this it's spiritual therapy uh, uh, culture and it's sometimes in the language of it makes me squirm to be honest Mm -hmm. self-improvement oh when I hear that word Mm. self-inquiry self-help self-compassion self-love oh And these words uh, thrown around I I would prefer a change of language Selfie help (laughs) Selfie compassion Selfie inquiry Selfie exploration Just to get a little perspective On this culture Culture is a polite word for cult In which the preoccupation with self improvement uh, there easily can be at the expense and at the forgetfulness of others. That's the vulnerability of an exaggerated and frequent use of self. So, this inner and outer. Uh, exploration. Where is the happiness, I haven't forgotten the subject (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I do and people have to remind me (laughs) but today I haven't yet forgotten it. Where is the happiness, authentic happiness which is not related to getting what I want. What kind of happiness can emerge out of the human being which is healthy and natural but it's not related to the self and goal to the self and achievement. And just before I explore that a little with you it's an interesting process sometimes it also can bring a very quiet happiness and joy it's in watching or being mindful of the manifestations of the eye and especially where it lands what it drops on so to speak and the view of the eye and uh, the Buddha gave a number of clear specific uh, examples of this So one and a very very common one for us of course is in relationship to the senses I sit here and me. I see eyes, the eye, the sense of eye lands with the seeing and then it shifts and it might land to the hearing to the smelling and the tasting and the touching uh, So the I manifests through the senses It also manifests in other ways as well Sometimes we say Oh, I am here So this is the whole person, I am here So the self is, this is me, this is myself, I am here But it doesn't stay like that Sometimes the I arises And in its arising we say, oh, I, I I am in the body. I am within. So there's the outside and now I am within. And another time the I says, I am a part of. I am a part of this family. I am part of nature. I am part of this group etc and then with uh, another time the I in the way that it lands it lands in the mind states and so sometimes in the mind state we say oh I am happy I am miserable I'm not sure if I'm happy or miserable and the I lands in the mind states or in the thought So this phenomena of the eye it arises in something which has some sense of significance or importance but it keeps changing and it seems extraordinarily unreliable and so there is the conditions and once moment I'm happy and then there's a little change and then the eye arises and says I'm unhappy one moment my life is going along brilliantly well and next minute what the hell am I doing with my life so the eye keeps bursting out springing out of the variety of conditions and the conditions can be quite opposite to it and I is just being kind of dragged along with all of this and we think we're in control and this is delusion big time and the I the phenomena uh, uh, of it with its presence then we wonder sometimes we feel the I feels outside of Sometimes we're quite happy. Oh, I'm, I'm outside of England for ten days. Doesn't get happier than that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to any English lovers around here. Um, um, sometimes, oh, I am so happy I'm finally out of this relationship. Or come to the end of the retreat. Finally I'm out of this retreat. <laughs> Seemed like eternity when well, one came to find eternity. Now you found it. <laughs> it's not always so easy. <coughs> so, and then sometimes the I is. Oh, I'm so happy to be in this retreat. I'm so happy to be in this relationship, or in this job. So the I keeps in, out, here, there, this, that. Whoa. <laughs> And we think we're in charge so this phenomena of the emergence of it and in the mindfulness uh, of that the question may come well who's looking at all of this who's commenting and then oh I am I am outside of this because I am looking at my experience The world of I and my emerges out of conditions That's all Always did, always has, always will be It emerges out of the conditions It doesn't stand outside of them It is an outcome of them Without the conditions the I and the my couldn't arise I still haven't forgotten happiness I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to find a way into happiness I'm, if I haven't found a way in, in in half an hour the talk tomorrow will be on happiness <laughs> <laughs> alright so sometimes it's lovely and precious in life not to make such a fuss about I and my not to make it the centre of the universe, the main player on the stage of life. Can we then be receptive, here comes the happiness point, can we be receptive to another sense of things which brings happiness, which is not getting what I want, which is not trying to be who I want to be, because of the vulnerability of the big crash and therefore it's not about ownership and it's not about being somebody special and important because gain can invite loss having status can invite the big crash which is more important than the big bang and if I'm not going to live in a world of caught up in ownership caught up in status I just don't feel life is about that and if you forget just remember death is not far away in order that perhaps I can find a different sense of things in which ownership is a small aspect of life has a place uh, maybe 4% that's being overly positive really but let's say 4% I say 4% because the scientists tell us that the material universe consists of 4%. So your interest in material things if you want to be in harmony with the universe should be down to 4%. (laughs) (laughs) And similarly with the I there we may find some identity or role there but the identity or role that we have if we forget for a moment that the identity and the role is dependent as much on other people as on yourself then there's going to be no room for any ego (coughs) no room for it at all Even right now, there is this role, Christopher, uh, the the teacher there, but it's completely dependent on your, well, frankly, silence. (laughs) (laughs) If you said we're fed up listening to you, let's have get them got some music in here, etc my role is over (laughs) not a bad idea really but anyway so to understand the nature of the role in life wherever the role is it is reliant and it is dependent on the other to confirm it any one of them so there's no point in building up an ego or putting oneself down when the roles of life are so interconnected if we can find a certain perspective perhaps happiness so to speak will come through the back door not related to ownership not related to roles and positions in life. But sensing there is another way to be. So it's 4% with the role, 4% with the material world. And what does that leave? I, mean, I left school at 15 so I'm a bit slow. Um, 92% for what matters. It's enough, just about. And that means that the moments of happiness is to be receptive to which is not the outcome of a movement to get and sometimes the little bit of humor uh, that sometimes you know, I know it's a miracle in the talks or whatever it triggers a happiness there is a communication about something it's a little out of the box it touches a response in us and it brings out the happiness out of the being before that one might have been feeling quite bored but one just had enough mindfulness to hear the little bit of humour and sometimes people are completely cheesed off with the talk and then so they're thinking about what's to, for tea tonight at 5.30 and then there's a laughter in the hall then the person's nudging the person, oh I missed it <laughs> what did he say and this happiness humour being one expression of it, sometimes it's, this is the Buddhist teachings now, it's felt through the body Sometimes the happiness in the being moves through the body so much it, it shakes the body and human beings we need this happiness. it is as um, as important a nourishment as the delicious vegetarian vegan food that we're receiving here. We need happiness in life we can't live without it and it is precious. Because it's one of the primary sources for radical change. It's that significant, happiness. It, it changes the being uh, there. And sometimes there are incidences in life, the small stories of uh, life, which touch us and, and, and change us and bring a, a, a happiness uh, out, out of us. And meditation as much as it is addressing challenges and difficulties, so-so meditation to enable us to be really receptive to the happinesses of life, the, the unexpected things of, of, of life, and to really keep heart and mind uh, open. And the small incidences that, and stories that can uh, uh, happen. If I may, just to give you a... a, a a family one from just a few weeks ago. My my grandson. My, 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 I have four grandkids. My daughter has four kids, three fathers. And um, <laughs> it's another whole story here. <laughs> she, she she her preference. She she um, loves. Um, uh, Caribbean guys she feels uh, so cool she's not a big fan of this colour and the 17 year old you know, handsome as the day is long I have to say that because he, 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 nothing genetic I know <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he's 17 so he and his friend decided to go to Amsterdam for the weekend no. Shauna rings me up. My Shauna my and I are the best. She's my best friend. We're chatting away. She's thirty-seven years, of, nearly thirty-six years of age. And said, she, "Oh, Dad, Kai is his name." I wanted him to be called Kailash after Mount Kailash, but she says ah, it's too Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up as Kai. Anyway, you know, so you know, we have to keep compromising. which is the compromise. So anyway. So she said, "Oh, Daddy wants to go, and he has it's first time he's been out of the country unless he's been with you or unless he's been with me or, or both of us. And he must go to Amsterdam with his best mate. What do you think?" I said, "He's seventeen, you know. He's a bright, intelligent young guy. He'll be fine." You know. So at four o'clock in the morning, she left home on the other side of London in Hertfordshire, drove down to Gatwick Airport with these two young guys. I uh, had to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning to take the flight to Amsterdam, got to Amsterdam. and then Amsterdam. was a Saturday morning and Sunday night I had to be back at the airport pick him up at 9 o'clock in the, in the, in the evening so she, everything was all right he checked, yes mum, we're, we're, the plane landed yes mum, we're in the hostel yes mum, yes we are <laughs> drinking water mum yeah, you know, <laughs> etc. And so when they got back, driving in the car, and the sort said, "Did you have a good time?" said, it was great. It was brilliant. I could live in Amsterdam. It's such a cool place, etc. And then she said to him, "Did you go to the red light district?" And he, my grandson, I am completely. Everybody knows what the red light district here. Yeah if you don't know, where have you spent your life? So she said, did you go to the red light district? And he said, I am totally against the objectification of a woman's body. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter, in the sureness, she said to him, I didn't ask you that. <laughs> did you go to the red light district? He said, Yes. <laughs> but just for a quick look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Teenagers will be teenagers. All right. So sometimes in, in life, the small, unexpected... Uh, somebody criticised me. I, t- I mentioned this, to, told a story. Somebody criticised me for, for telling years. this. Anyway, so that's And... <laughs> And so sometimes in the, the movement of, of uh, life, the int- coming back, the interaction and the connection. One important aspect of this is 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 is, hu- is humor. And of course, the serious point with the grandson. I mean, there's much discussion and talk, um, talking at home um, around eco- equality, gender oppression. Uh, abuse, that it's part of the dialogue my my daughter works in the communities uh, uh, involved in these uh, areas in the exploration and uh, uh, the looking as I say, the happiness which comes can be felt in the body it is important to appreciate those moments and times of feeling that lightness and that Uh, energy flow through the, uh, the body and part of the reason for it that happiness contributes to the expansion of the cells and of course that can be said in terms of sometimes while we are here there may be thoughts of other people who may really need to hear from us our voice and means of love to the other whoever she, he or they may be because we have a sense he, she or they will be happy to hear this and we have some time and opportunity here for reflection as a key ingredient in our inner and outer life in which not only is the happiness to be felt and known this is through the body here but also equally to be recognised this happiness is such a precious deep human experience so vital for humanity that our voice or our action or our deed or our gift or whatever it might be can really bring happiness to the other and a thoughtful, caring life is genuinely contributing to happiness and that extends itself of course to the animals and to the environment uh, uh, as well and if we can find a real place for the applications of happiness, in this case where it's felt strongly through the being and to really uh, express it and sometimes the recipient of the gift and, and it's important here to look to yourself with this that those who receive the gift the gift of the loving word, the gift of the gesture, the gift of the present the gift of giving time to the other we who receives the gift need the capacity to be able to receive it every time because sometimes where there is a a feeling inside of oneself of unworthiness not being good enough um, being a nobody there, that opinion of oneself easily gets in the way of the ability to receive why me? What do they want from me? What are they why are they, why are they offering this or whatever? And there can be, for some, an immediate rejection. Oh no, don't bother, I don't need it, etc, etc. No, 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 take it, no, no. Put it on eBay. Uh, Put it in the charity shop. No, no, give it to my mother-in-law. Or whatever it might be. (laughs) I've been married, that's why I can say mother-in-law. So, the rejection gets in the way of the happiness of the one who is giving. Mm. It takes the heart out of giving if we're rejecting. And that just the happiness of being able to receive is its gift itself. And the appreciations that we express and the, and the, and the, 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 the thank you and the clear statement and this exchange no matter what the words or the thing or the task or the time is, the underlying thread is happiness. And my goodness me, we need happiness. And it's tragic. It's, the society is so oppressed and so busy and so little. Time so little time for each other that the consequences, the happiness level uh, uh, goes down, and we need a revolution in relationship, a revolution of happiness, to really to really bring that about. And so often the the world of the I and the My, when that's kind of less important in our life, it genuinely opens up space and this element of space in life is really one of the most precious elements of what is so obvious to us that means the space element so obvious to us on the outer level is equally as important inwardly the Buddha makes reference to this Finding of infinite space, he regards it as one as, as one of the deepest expressions of human experience. And we know when there is, pardon me, a lack of space in our life, there is a contraction. Sometimes you are sitting in meditation. You're standing in meditation, you're walking in meditation and you're experiencing some tightness in the body. Some tensions in the shoulders. Feeling of holding there. You experience feeling of um, trapped or stuck in a situation. Whatever it work and relationship and kids and health and many many circumstances of life and that feeling of contraction or feeling stuck in a way is another way of saying I can't breathe there's not enough space in my life and sometimes the body itself Is a communication of the condition of the mind and when we find more space there is less pressure on the body and the being feels more spacious so if there's a feeling of contraction in your life around whoever or whatever it might be be about Please, please, say, what will contribute to finding some space? Because the tightness, that is the holding, the clinging, the identification with, in all of these Buddhist languages, but they're helpful, hold things tightly. And we know in the contraction the self feels strongest. In a contracted state, the ego feels strongest. In a contracted state, where we're holding on to something, the I and the my world feels tight. And life then is revolving around I and my again and again. And we know from the bare experiences some of you have reported here, that there are times... When we genuinely feel very open, we feel spacious, we feel expansive there and in that expansiveness, one does not feel contracted, we don't feel tight. And this expansiveness and openness is one of the most important contributions to our feeling happy. But then you listen, you think, then why on earth are we having to look at our breath? Surely that's a contracted condition. Why are we experiencing the body? Surely that's a contracted condition. It would be lovely, lovely, but not humanly possible, if we could just be expansive. Day in and day out. Little sense of I and my, oh, life is so expansive, it is so unbelievably unbelievable, it is unbelievable, unbelievably uh, unified, and a lovely sense of oneness with everything, and I'm so open and so spacious, and I, 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 I yawn, yawn, etc., etc. Uh, so the I can get in with that expansiveness as well, oh, I am so expansive and you're so contracted. <laughs> yeah, there are a few spiritual teachers around like that, but I'll try not to name them, I'm trying to be polite today. <laughs> so, can there be, is the question, when you and I need to focus on the particular, which is excluding what is around us, right now Christopher is focusing on the talk, You're focusing, I'm focusing on our meditation. We're focusing on a piece of creativity. We're focusing on a one-to-one with another human being. We exclude that expansive, um, vast uh, awareness which we can love and appreciate, the the sky above, the lovely views out over, through the forests and across the way and more. We, We put all of that aside and we're bringing in a focus to the particular can I find the same sense of the expansive while focused on the particular if I can liberation is extremely close at hand the world of work and recovery, that duality starts to lose its meaning. The world of um, relaxation and jobs to do, that duality reduces itself as well. It's when the energy and the restriction and the busyness and as I said earlier, sometimes the goodness of the heart but no wisdom, that pressure is exhausting. And as you know, you will have friends, you may know from your own experience and others, how much tiredness, anger, frustration, disappointment, need for a big break comes in. So something in the way that we relate to the particular requires a fresh quality of attention one of the steps of course as I mentioned right at the beginning be extremely mindful about the dependency on result that would be a, 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 definitely an important step the other which would be equally important as well is watching for the approval and the disapproval that can go with the eye One might say, oh, I am doing this for her, for him, for them. It's fine to say, one one must be free to use the I language. But to be really careful about the view that can go with the I. Either it's building oneself up, that's going to invite the crash, or putting oneself down, and that will take out the energy to want to do anything and this building up and putting oneself down it is the nightmare, it is the great problem of our species. Every conflict, every battle, every fight inwardly and outwardly, every social problem has in it somewhere a person or persons who are engaged in building up the I or building up the us and putting down the I or putting down the them. It is the great problem of our species. And it's an enormous challenge as women and men on this earth to engage fully with this life to have the quiet use of the I and to see on the specifics can I relate to an event, the communication with the other, or whatever it might be, in such a way that can I relate in such a way and there's no stress, there's no problem in it. there isn't dependency on result there is a certain trust in the process one keeps one's trust in the love we listen to the other and we apply that same principle inside as well that our exploration finding the voice which is steady which has a caring tone empathy to it really listening and trusting in that as much as possible and a loss of interest and a disbelief in the building of ourselves up or the putting of ourselves down and finding a middle ground with that and with the freedom of that it allows a freedom to experience the expanse of things that expansive awareness I just touched upon so precious and important and Mm -hmm. also and equally to be as clear with the focus on the particular the responsibilities of the role that you, you have, we have. In such a way, somehow it is a confirmation of an expansive reality. Somehow it is not a problem. Let's have a quiet minute, shall <coughs> May all beings have a balanced perspective on I and my May all beings know and share the sweetness of happiness May all beings live with love and liberation